crank up the Neil Young because we have this year's one and only Harvest Moon coming in this year in the sign of Pisces, which is going to be making us feel some kind of way connected more to our practical magic, feeling a little extra intuitive, extra creative, and of course, a little extra sensitive. We're going to talk about all of that and more in today's Cosmic Energy Report. Hello, my cosmic baddies. How the hell are you? Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Excuse me, you listener cosmic baddie at home. How dare you? How dare you all make me feel so loved on my birthday? The outpouring of birthday wishes and messages and just little cute like emails, the DMs. I'm I'm still catching up on them, but like truly the tapestry of love that you wove around me just held me and cuddled me. You swaddled me in my birthday. It was like one of those big things in elementary school. You took the blanket and you threw it up in the air and you like went under it. I felt like in this beautiful like bubble of blanketed birthday love. So thank you for that. Truly, you're the best. How dare you? How dare you be so awesome? Today's episode, I'm very excited to talk about. We have the Pisces full moon coming in hot this weekend or coming in kind of dreamy and possibly running late. I love this full moon because I'm a Pisces moon and I was born under Pisces full moon. My grandma, Helen, who is one of my biggest earth angels and literally holds it down for my whole family. She is a spiritual bombshell. And when she was still here earthside, she told my mom I was going to be born under that full moon. She just knew if that wasn't my due date, but grandma Helen knew. So thank her for paving the way of creating this path of being the cosmic baddie. Uh, we're going to talk about the full moon in Pisces, aka the harvest moon. I'm super excited for it. Not going to lie. We got tricky astrology now. I'm honestly just to save you all like the suspense. It's going to be tricky ass astrology until the end of the year, but we got this. We were born for this. This is astrology about learning some lessons, rising above and taking care of your energy. We're going to be very cool with all that, but there's going to be some major taking accountability and responsibility for ourselves. But I know like you're here, if you're listening to it, then I know you're on board with that and it's part of your divine assignment. So giddy up, let's go. Nothing to fear, but definitely some astrology to respect. Okay. So we're going to talk about that. If you're new here, this is your weekly, it's like a astrological weather report talking about everything happening up there in the celestial bodies, in the luminaries, 
and how it affects us here on earth in real practical, what I hope is digestible, accessible language. So you can harness that to not live a perfect life. I do not guarantee that, but I will say you can live a life in more alignment and deeper awareness and in harmony with all of creation and the cosmos. And I mean, that sounds pretty good to me. Before we get into the planetary planning, what's the big transit of the week ahead? We will also talk about our emotional weather report. That's our moon report. We're going to talk about some crazy stuff that happened in the news last week. Pop culture was popping off. Lots of good, if astrology isn't real, mini moments. And before that, I just want to do my announcements. I just want to thank you all again for the birthday love that I mentioned that made me feel good. It really did. A big announcement on the rise here. We have our Cosmic Fit Club is open until September 30th. This is just your one-stop shop for everything you need on your spiritual journey. It's equal parts, interactive, live community portal, and then other part live platform portal for coaching, healing, breath work, everything you basically need to supplement your personal spiritual journey and meet other like-minded baddies to hold space with. And we have amazing coaches. We have a very special episode coming out next week with one of our newest cosmic coaches who's teaches human design amongst other things. And it's just a great spot if you're like either day one on your spiritual journey and you're like, I just want to like figure out a place to start. Or if you're on day like me, <laughs> too much to count. 30,000 plus other lifetimes. And we all need it. We all need, you know, mystical maintenance. We all need a spot to drop in and do our moon circles together. We all need a spot to like, just talk about the energy, the vibes. You're going through a breakup. You're feeling kind of lost. You're tapping into your purpose. You're going through some family stuff. Come in. We've got you. We will hold you and support you. But we also have tools to add to your toolkit. And one of those tools, so in addition to you get like, it's not a Facebook group because I'm sorry, fuck Facebook. I just like, I mean, Zuckerberg, it's a whole conversation. I still use Instagram, but the actual like vibe of Facebook, there's not enough sage. There's not enough Florida water in the whole damn planet. I haven't logged on to Facebook in it, probably a year. We did our real self love course. We did it like we experimented with having a group through there because I know a lot of programs use that, but I felt so icky. Like I felt like I was like, <laughs> I would go on and try and go directly to our real self love group, but I had like my eyes closed. I'm like, I don't want to see, I don't want to see this pose. I don't want to see this weird racist meme. I don't want to see this like ridiculous gender reveal parties from people I know from high school. I don't want to see like people from my church who are like doing some weird posting a fake article from like a fake Christian science magazine. Like I love to all those people, but I just like can't have it in my sphere. And I, I just can't be bothered to even like unfollow people. It's just a weird I wrote up Facebook years ago, basically around the time at a, what was that, like Farmville? I was like, I'm, I'm good. I was that SpongeBob meme, like, all right, I, I'm, I'm out, I'm out. So to me, it seems kind of counterintuitive, even though I know a lot of people build amazing communities and have resources on Facebook. To me, just the blue and white, the bar, it's like very triggering for me. So this is my long way of saying that we don't do anything on Facebook for better or worse. If you love Facebook, then maybe not the community for you. We have our WhatsApp group. It's just more like chatting with a bunch of friends. It's like the most cosmic group chat of all time. 
And we have multiple chats, depending on what you're interested in. Like I said, we have coaching, everything from our abundance mindset coach, Erica, to our conscious relationship coach, Colleen. Jamie does energy healings. Reiki talks about how to take care of your energy. She pulls cards. She teaches you about rituals. We have Regina, who does breath work for the full moon so we can release and activate. Carissa does movement as medicine and throat chakra workshops. She's a like professionally trained performer who's actually getting ready for a show right now. So she just brings so much to the table in terms of moving your body, but also like flexing that throat chakra, which is really important. She's a Taurus. And we have, of course, Cynthia, who I mentioned, who is our human design cosmic coach, pathfinder. I think that's everyone for now. I hope I didn't forget anybody. And myself, I lead a new moon ceremony and then a full moon coaching call. So yeah, if you like like the vibes, come in there. You also get a monthly astro date, all the astrology dates and like one spot on the platform. So you can kind of like plan your month. You also get the premium daily affirmation text included in that membership. So a lot of you I know loved our daily texts. Oh my God, they're so fun. We love sending them out. We found this, you know, the place that we send them out through. We found them in the winter. It was really cool. We're like, let's just send out texts every day to remind people like affirm their fucking amazing cosmic baddiness. And we started doing it and it just took off so much. And we got kind of cut off by our text (laughs) message provider. They're like, you're sending out too many texts. So you're still going to get your free text on Fridays. If you are like, no, I literally need to get them every day. We're going to have a paid premium option. But if you want that and all the Cosmic Fit Club stuff I just mentioned, you can just join that for the monthly fee. It's $33 a month. We try and keep it super affordable and you get that on top of it. And I know a lot of you have your own communities that you like to share the affirmations with. And we so, so, so encourage that. We love it. And if you are just want the texts, we're figuring out with our provider how we're going to relaunch the daily ones. But if you know, I would stay tuned for the Libra season, like September 22nd, we're probably going to be having that live and ready to go in a link that will go out. But if in the meantime, you're like, no, hell no, I want to get in on those daily texts and make sure I'm very much a part of that. Just text that number, Cosmic Rx number, premium, just that word, premium, baby. And that way we know to put you on that list, which may help because we might have like a cutoff. I don't know how it works for how many of those we get to send out. So if you're like, no, I want in on this, text that number, premium. Okay, those are my Virgo announcements. As always, obviously, also leave a rating review. We so appreciate it. And I pick one review for every astrological season to win a one-on-one reading with me. So you'll have another week to get in on the Virgo season picks. Okay, shall we get into it? So if astrology isn't real, what a weird week. How did we all feel with the Venus moving to Scorpio, Mars moving into Libra? I talked about it last week. It creates a little like cosmic turbulence especially like Mars stays in a sign for so long. And when two signs move in one week, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's it's just like waking a, you know, a sleeping giant or getting up after your legs been asleep and you're just like have pins and needles and you're like, oh, where, what is this new thing I'm doing? Or like being in a really dark room and going out to the light. Maybe that's the opposite though. Venus and Scorpio felt like being in a really light, bright meadow and then going into like a pitch black room. And you're trying to navigate it. 
I know for me personally, it brought up a very like sexy, fun weekend I had for my birthday with my life wizard, who, by the way, just got a clean bill of health from Cleveland Clinic. His heart is doing so well. He's so healthy. I'm so grateful. Thank you, goddess. Thank you, universe. Thank you, divine source, spirit, all of our ancestors, angels. So grateful. And thank you for all of you for your prayers and your love you sent him. I know a lot of you have been checking in. I just wanted to give us a little update. But we had a sexy weekend, but it was also like just fucking weird because it's 2021. So I also had some weird like triggering stuff come up from my past that I wasn't expecting. More about like personal, nothing to do with him. Like stuff from my childhood. I was like, why are we dealing with this? Oh, right. Venus and Scorpio. Damn it. Going into the shadows. And Scorpio rules my fifth house of childhood, creativity. So I was really feeling it. Also, I wanted to like have a sexy weekend, but also my sister's getting married. And so I was like out and about and going out and we were going to do like a few different bop around, a few different like bars and restaurants. And all of a sudden I was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to get COVID like two weeks before my sister's wedding. So we just kind of like edited a lot of our plans. And then I really funny, got turned down from getting a massage from this like really beautiful massage therapist that I know. And like I've worked with a bunch in the past, but like they don't work on people who have the vaccine and I I am vaccinated. So it was like a very weird weekend. And I was just like, what is going on? And obviously so much stuff happening in the news, which I'm going to get into, but I'm just like checking in everyone because the Venus and Scorpio was weird. And then Mars and Libra brings its own like energy of Mars feels a little weird in Libra because Mars tends to be me energy and going after energy and being direct and fiery. Libra is sort of like air and balance and more focused on the we. So we can feel a little disorienting around our energy. And as we know, a lot of our focus from now until the end of October is really going to be on our relationships and bringing harmony in and seeking out like compromise. And a lot of the like fighting that we're doing. Even I saw like Trevor Noah did a really cool video about just like talking to people who have different opinions than you. And, you know, if you're vaccinated, talking to someone who's not and like how we can begin to like bridge the gap and talk. And I just thought it was a really beautiful example of like a Mars and Libra moment. So there's that. But let's talk about the real, let's talk about the juicy stuff. Okay. I just wanted to check in with you. How are we doing? I know the moon and Venus and Scorpio, it was either like very sexy or people were like very shadow work triggering or exactly like equal parts both. Not a lot of like boring weekends when we have Venus and Mars and Scorpio. So if astrology isn't real, looking back on the week, the first thing I think that like I have to just address because it was truly, I don't even have a lot to say about it astrologically, but it was just so bizarre. Yes, I'm talking about Ballgate. Uh, Nicki Minaj and her cousin's friend's balls. If you somehow didn't have connection to the internet or any social media for the past week, let me just fill you in. So I guess Nicki Minaj was invited to the Met Gala and she was, I guess, conspicuously absent. But don't worry, she dominated the evening's whole discourse because you know why? She is a, I believe, quadruple Sagittarius. Her birth time isn't on the internet, but we can still gain a lot from that. She has the sun, Mercury, Venus, Venus. 
Uranus, oh, and Neptune in Sag. So that's also what makes her such an amazing pop star. Sagittarius is truly the sign of the pop star. When Sagittarius talk, people listen. And I love, I'm a Sagittarius stellium. So believe me when I'm talking about myself, when I say this, sometimes Sagittarius, we just like run our mouth and we don't even know what we're saying. We are the truth tellers, Sag dominant people, but sometimes it can skew into just like talking too much. Uh, My cousin showed me this amazing meme years ago and it was a Sagittarius trying to hold their tongue. And it was a dog with like the biggest tongue flapping, like just in the wind left and right. So Nicki Minaj, that brings us back to her not being at the Met Gala, but completely like taking over the whole conversation. She's in a tweet that said, they want you to get vaccinated for the Met. If I get vaccinated, it won't be for the Met. It'll be once I've done enough research. I'm working on that now. Great. Right before the gala. In the meantime, my loves, be safe. Wear the mask with two strings that grips your head and face, not that loose one. Okay. Nothing wrong. I mean, I will say like Sagittarius, we talk a lot and we can also be a little like self-righteous in our knowledge and thinking that we like know everything. And I was just laughing when I saw this before I even saw the second part. I was like, Nikki, are you like a scientist now? Like, what is this like research you're doing that like we don't have access to? Or maybe you do. I really don't know. But I was really cracking up thinking about Nicki Minaj, like at home, just like medical journals all around her and like writing out like beautiful mind style formulas on a, like a whiteboard. So she's there cracking the code on COVID. And then she quickly follows up. And this like got me, this sent me, I, I, Sagittarius cracked me up. This was so funny. She quickly follows up with an antidote about her cousin's friend in Trinidad. Is that his testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from becoming married. And now the girl called off the wedding. She wrote, so just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision. Not bullied. Her cousin's friend became impotent, I guess. There's so many things here that, and Sahaj is this like storyteller. I'm like, wow, you just painted a story in 140 characters that has me truly on the edge of my seat enthralled because what? Like, are you kidding me? Like, first of all, I'm dying thinking about this guy telling his friend this like super private story about his balls and his not being able to perform sexually and then the wedding getting called off. And it's like, dude, you didn't tell me your cousin's with Nicki Minaj and she was going to tweet that out to the world. That one made me laugh. Two, this story is so out of context and really Sagittarius sort of captures this zeitgeist, this moment that we're in where everyone has these like antidotes and they're like completely tossing away like medical research, science, evidence-backed facts, and then just being like, but this one guy I know has weird balls now. And we're like, yep, that's all I need to hear. So A, I love that Nicki Minaj is doing her own research. I'm super intrigued to see what comes up. And B, this guy and his balls, which then a lot of medical experts came forward. And I think, you know, not in a way to bully this person, but more just to stop the spread of misinformation, had to come forward and say, hey, it sounds more like maybe you had something else going on. And some people were also like possibly an STI that did that. So maybe there's more to the story that we don't know. Anyways, that just made me laugh. And I just love a Sagittarian moment, truly. Also, I love Nikki's music. It gets me so fired up. 
But I just think that tweet will be like one of the defining tweets of 2021. Moving on, something a little quicker. If astrology isn't real, then why did we talk about the, the double back-to-back Aquarius full moons? We're going to bring some big news, big moves, step towards freedom, celebrations, closure for Miss Britney Spears. Last week, we had the news with her dad petitioning to end the financial conservatorship. And then we had Miss Britney got engaged. I'm like, this is just like freaking clockwork of the astrology. I love it. We'd love to see it. Her post was so funny. It was kind of like, finally, he did it. He seems super cute. I hope he doesn't turn out to be like shady. They seem happy. And I love shout out to the MVP, Octavia Spencer for chiming in and just being like, make him sign a prenup. And I think she has since apologized and said it was a joke. But to be honest, again, Brittany, Sag, Sag's curse could be a lot of optimism, rose-colored glasses. That's why Octavia came in with the bang, bang, one, two, three, Virgo, practical energy, practical wisdom of like, hey, yay, so happy for you. But like, don't forget, girl, like sign on that dotted line, get a prenup. And honestly, Octavia, I don't know if you had to make that public announcement. We get it. It was, we're happy. It's a joke. But Virgo to Virgo, like V to V, that's just good advice. That's good. I appreciate that. Okay. uh, You know what? I got to wrap this up. I'm going over today, but there's just a lot happening. I'm not going to get so far into like, I saw a lot of micro mini moments at the VMAs and the Met Gala. I was just like, bam, bam, head was spinning. In future seasons of this podcast, maybe I'll do like separate episodes on like larger pop culture moments. But for now, I will say if astrology isn't real, then why did AOC like take such center stage in such a polarizing way on the eve of her Mars return? If you're new here or if you just haven't heard me talk about it, you know, your Mars return is a unique transit that happens every two years. It's when your Mars comes back into your needle sign. AOC is a Mars in Libra. And this is like a time where you build a whole new sort of, you're getting a whole new drive, a whole new stamina, a whole new like energy, a whole new gas in your tank that's going to help you understand the next two years and it can put you forward in the limelight. It can also make you sort of divisive. Mars represents cutting and splitting like knife energy is Mars. So a new cycle is starting, uh, new endeavors. And also it's very physical, like your physical appearance usually can go through a change, an upgrade, or just be again, kind of in the middle and the mix of things. So she's starting her Mars return. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Because like, I just was like, whoa, so much news coverage on her dress. And you know, it's Mars and Libra, it's polarizing. I totally am like, yeah, tax the rich. Love it. Love that she used that moment to spread a message. Is it weird to see like, of course, we know government officials get invited to these things. That's a, you know, met gala is a very important event to raise money for the Met, but it's also kind of weird and elitist because they go in the event and cameras aren't allowed in there. It's weird. It's it's a weird, I think people who are fans of AOC, fans of this sort of sentiment still just felt a weird like tickle in your stomach. Like this just feels weird. But also someone like AOC probably can't do anything without getting criticized because she's a woman and a young woman and a woman of color at that. So I just thought it was interesting, Mars return. If you look at yours, look when it is, get ready. I'm not saying you're going to have a tax the rich. I also kept saying that the dress said eat the rich and everyone's like, whoa, Maddie, take it down a notch. And I was like, oh, what did her dress say? (laughs) So that was me. 
the last funny thing, I won't get too much into it, but if astrology isn't real, why was there just an epic fail of a game show called The Activist? And it makes the becoming out. But if you've heard me talk a lot, we're saying we're moving into the super Aquarian age. Aquarius rules community, humanitarianism, activism. Um, it rules a digital age. And we're really being moved into a society where everything is going to be very like we based, very progressive, very, we're all being asked to plug into our inner visionary. And this week showed me how that's not always a good thing necessarily. Again, if you missed it, CBS announced this show that was going to be hosted by uh, Priyanka Chopra, Usher, and Julianne Hoff. And, you know, it was so dystopian. It was like, truly, I feel like we're living in the Hunger Games sometimes, especially at the Met Gala. But this TV show was like, oh, we're really like Hunger Games-esque right now. And essentially, it was just that, you know, people were going to have to, activists were going to have to compete and through like social media savvy, raise money and awareness for their causes. And one of them would win money and also go to like the G6 summit or something. The whole thing was just fucking dumpster fire. It was like, one, if you have this money, CBS, why don't you just give it to these poor activists who are already burnt out and underfunded and under-resourced? Or I heard someone say, why don't they make a game show of billionaires who have to prove they can keep their money? Like, There's so many other, if we're going to do weird, like fatalistic, post-apocalyptic game shows, there's so many better angles. I think also the hosts were kind of weird. It kind of felt like this motley crew of like, oh, you couldn't get like your first, second, or third choices. Julian Hoff had worn blackface. Ugh, she dressed up as a character from Orange is the New Black. Priyanka Chopra has been sort of polarizing with geopolitics and things happening in India. And Usher, I'm just like, cool. I don't, I don't really know that much about what Usher's been up to in the activist space, but. It really showed me Jupiter is an Aquarius, really extending out this Aquarius influence. Saturn is going to be there, you know, for the next two years. And basically we are moving towards a really Aquarian mindset and Aquarian world. But I think this week showed that it really has to come from a good place, it has to come from a high integrity mindset shift. And it's like global activism can't just be like for entertainment. So much of the media and so many corporations make it seem like it's all on us, this individual. It's like big companies telling us to use plastic straws, but meanwhile, they're dumping like loads of waste into bodies of water a day and McDonald's. I'm like, okay, great. We won't use plastic straws, but what about all like the methane that you're producing from like the cattle? these larger things. And it's like this activist show was trying to say, like, if you can make a funny TikTok, you can save the environment or, you know, end domestic violence. And it puts so much pressure on the individual. And instead, the real Aquarius thing is turning that back. The we, the people, putting the focus, putting the interrogation lamp, putting the spotlight back on the fucking corporations. Like, CBS, what are you doing? Or else we're going to stop watching your shit. Like, this is the Aquarian energy. It's revolutionary. It's rebellious. It's we, the people, have more power in numbers than they do. There's more of us than there is of them, and we have to start acting like it. So anyway, this is such a diatribe I'm going on, but I literally thought it was an Onion article when I saw it, and that's how I know it's like some good, crazy news to dive into because shit's wild. Let's talk about the moon report. Who wants to talk about the moon? Me. 
Okay, so starting off the day this podcast comes out, we have Moon and Aquarius. So everything I just said, um, your inner world, again, we're going to have the moon is right up against Jupiter, Saturn. Friday, I really want you to think about a bigger picture vision. What is your inner world? How is it going to see a little bit higher level of you? This is going to really plug you into a good space for the moon and Pisces weekend. But I want you to look at your life from a higher level perspective, a little detached. I want you to see like your life 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. Just be like, where am I going? What am I doing? What are the possibilities? And just open up your mind to that. This is a lead in for the full moon. So then we have Saturday, Sunday into Monday evening, the moon in Pisces, moon in Pisces weekend. Get your watercolors out. Get all of your spiritual tools out. Get them crystals out. Like sit. I want you to meditate. I want you to create art. I want you to let it be dreamy. I'm going to like a lit big ass class on the astrology of 2022, Pluto return. Then I'm going to do some like painting and drawing and channeling from that. I want you to be dreamy. I want you to let your inner child like run the weekend and make space in your life. Step back because you might feel a little sensitive, but sensitivity and, you know, intuition and creativity all come from kind of the same source in us. So I just want you to make space to allow like any of those three energies to move through you. Then we have the moon moves into Aries on Monday night and then goes into Tuesday, Wednesday, moon and Aries. What are you activated to do? What was the download? You might feel called to take some action, like get some shit done. And after the full moon is a great time to be like, okay, what's working? What's not thinking about even, you know, a few weeks ago, the new moon cycle, what started. I mean, like, you know, what do I got to release? Moon and Aries wants to move fast. And so maybe there's some things that are holding you down, holding you back. And you're like, actually, I've been trying to make this one thing work. I'm forcing it. It's not meant to be. I'm going to let that go, cross it off the list, say goodbye to it. So I can go, I can do something with the good energy, the things that are flowing, paying attention to that. Also, we're just going to look out while Venus is in Scorpio, Mars is in Libra. They are interacting with each other in an interesting way. I'm going to talk about in a moment. Moon and Aries, just look out for where you're feeling frustrated and where that may be an indication of where you need to spend some time alone. Lest you blow up on someone, okay? Or break up with someone. Space. Space is important. And then Thursday, we have the moon and Taurus days. Oh, it's going to be so yummy dropping into my sister's getting married, Jenny Murphy. So excited. Moon and Taurus. I want you to drop into your body. I want you to do something that feels like slow, sensual movements, be your superpower, do something nice for your physical body, maybe like get a new CBD massage oil, treat yourself to some maybe like a foot rub or some acupuncture, or even just like as at my chiropractor today. And she's just like, honestly, like just put a rolled up pillow bolster towel, like behind your neck and let your neck lay the other direction for like 10 minutes, your arms out like cactus is in my embodiment podcast episode for Virgo season, but like that moon and Taurus days feels good. Moon and Taurus days, you just want to look out for where you might be like digging your heels in too much on something where you might want to benefit from like seeing someone else's perspective, which is going to be a huge theme. Terry and Mars and Libra is going to pay off double. Okay. Let's get into the planetary planning. Let's talk about it. I will be quick. I hope, but I cannot guarantee that. Okay, first up, you've already heard me talk about this, but we are in Mercury retrogrades shadow. So Mercury goes retrograde 
September 27th. But the thing is, we start to feel it already. We're starting to feel the themes. Okay. On the new moon this year, September 6th, the shadow began. And we're going to see that this is the theme for this Mercury retrograde, but it's also going to be a circling back of the two other Mercury retrogrades that we had in the beginning of the year in, oh my God, in Aquarius, then in Gemini, and then in now Libra. So looking back to all of that, like what were the themes that came up? I actually know that Mercury was retrograde during the elections. It was not part of this like trilogy, but I was thought it was interesting that during the election, Mercury was retrograde. And one of the big themes then was recounts and wanting to question someone's elected status. And we just saw that happen again in California. So just interesting. I want you to like think about the last retrogrades of 2021, maybe that last one of 2020, and just kind of see, and this helps us prepare. It helps us not be blindsided by Mercury retrograde. Next week's episode, I'm going to be just talking about how to navigate through that with alignment and ease, but just wanted to think about, especially as we head into this full moon, especially as Mars is in Libra, things are going to be coming up to the surface. So as we head into, we have the full moon in Pisces on September 20th, Mars and Libra and Venus and Scorpio are doing this interesting thing. A lot of astrologers would call this like a mutual reception. I think technically it's not a mutual reception, but it's called like a generosity, whatever. That's just astrology nerd. What that means is Mars is one of the traditional rulers of Scorpio. Venus is ruled by Libra. So they're in each other's signs. So they're playing almost like parent trap, freaky Friday with each other or uh, astrologer Cam White called it like a wife swap. So they're in each other's energy. So it can make things feel a little backwards, but it also helps us get a new perspective and like understand again, like Freaky Friday, Jamie Lee Curtis got to understand what Lindsay Lohan's going through. Lindsay Lohan got to understand it's hard being a mom. It's hard working in those pumps. Okay. So it's like, what is the new understanding we're meant to tap into? What's the new perspective? And then now all of that is happening against the backdrop of this full moon. As we know, all full moons are a culmination of a cycle. And this is in full moon in 28 degrees Pisces. September 20th, it goes full at around 7.55 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And this is really about, like, the theme is making your dreams a reality. Something is coming full circle around your purpose, around your vision, around your magic. And it's like a harmony of body and soul you're really swimming in a sea of possibility. And really, I want you to think about practical magic right now, okay? Because when the sun is in Virgo and the moon is in Pisces, it's a reminder of like our in itself, Pisces. We're swimming in the sea of the collective consciousness where anything is possible. So what is coming full bloom from that date, March 13th? And I want you to, of course, write down something you're celebrating you're proud of yourself for multiple things, I dare you. That's a big part of full moon energy is understanding like the celebration of life. We're just like, go, go, go on our next goals. I want you to celebrate. I want you to show gratitude. 
for what's happened since then. And then I want you to see what you're being called to end. What's the cycle that's like, okay, maybe I've done something with that and I'm done and it's time to release. It's time to have closure with that part of my life. Or when I also say end, I, you can also think about it like swinging from a trapeze or a monkey bar on a playground. You have to let go of something you felt really solid in to leap to the next bar, you know, to hold on to that ring and swing. Just seeing where the full moon may be calling you to let go of something. The full moon is approaching in alignment with the sun's almost going to be in alignment with Mars. And the full moon is harmonizing with Pluto, which is actually, I think, going to make us a very cleansing and intense, but cleansing, clarifying, revealing full moon. So you can expect some big discoveries, huge epiphanies, and you may also feel some like real motivation into where you're meant to go next. And Virgo is discerning energy. So Virgo is going to help you realize and edit like what's not coming with you next and what's not really worth putting the energy into and focusing on the things that you're good at, focusing on your sacred work, focusing on the things that light you up and take care of your energy and sort of letting the rest fall away, releasing the rest. Purification time. What do I need to purify from my life? This full moon is probably going to help you realize that. Okay. And we're going to do all of that to then tap into the purity of your potential. Hello. That's where I'm going to leave us today. Let me know how this all goes. Tag me in your full moon rituals. If you ever want ideas for your full moon ritual, you can obviously join the Cosmic Fit Club or we have our Astro Date magazine available for, for sale on their website. And we always include like a full moon ritual and just more information on the moons if that's your jam. And also come find me at I am Maddie Murphy, slide into my DMs. Let me know how you're doing. I went through a bunch this weekend. I'm still I'm in a Virgo mode, going to clear out and communicate and catch up with all of you. I updated my Instagram and it like scrambled all my DMs. So I'm still working on it, but now they're like out of order. Come find me. And in the meantime, just sending you so many full moon blessings, cosmic kisses your way. You're, you're a baddie. Just don't change. Evolve, but don't change. Okay. See you next week. Mwah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic RX, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you Cosmic Baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.